Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. Hola, hola. <laughs> Good to see you again. Oh. Good to see you. How are you? Doing all right. How about you? I'm doing good. Got your uh, back into. I was gonna say, got, got your pumpkin, wife. but uh, I figure we're gonna talk a little bit. Oh my about... god, I got so many pumpkins going. <laughs> Look, I don't know if you can see behind me. I get. I got a little. Um, wait, hang on. Back here, can you see it on uh -huh. fire? Well, I mean, I can you see the new pumpkin in the in the yeah in the plant, right? Mm -hmm. And then on my altar, can you see a pumpkin on fire? No. There's a pumpkin candle on fire. Excellent. Yeah, very good. And that's still going from yesterday. So oh. yesterday was the new moon. Yes, Excellent. so that's my brujaing. Let's segue into that one. My brujaing was obviously yesterday was the new moon in Virgo, mm -hmm. and I all my brujaing was all about prosperity and the organization. Excellent. That new moon in Virgo. Yes, that new moon in Virgo is really good for anything to do with organization, structure, prosperity, systems, health anything to do with like getting shit done and organized it's one of those earth yeah it's one of those earth ones and you know it's my favorite one actually so and probably i work with the pumpkin a lot so i got like pumpkins galore i got it like the real pumpkins and i got pumpkins and candle and i got pumpkin <laughs> yeah. in, in in um crystals and i got pumpkin everywhere i got pumpkins everything awesome i had Yes, I even had draw, Luis draw out like a pumpkin drawing for like a, I'm finally going to do the tattoo. So it's going to be like a pumpkin. So yeah. Everything. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. All right. All the way. But yeah. Wow. So my brujain was probably, yeah, that prosperity work with the pumpkins and it's still going. I mean, thank goodness that the new moon um, last about three days, two and a yeah. half days, the energy, because that, that little candle surprised me. It's still burning it, that's it, excellent it has a lot of them yeah it makes so much so. so i also did my pumpkin yesterday i had uh had my son help me out we did some glitter and honey and my uh cousin had sent me some money oil so i kind of did it up a little bit made it look cute with the oil and stuff and then out of nowhere i like emailed my doctor to make sure i had an appointment set up and i like started Ooh. writing this list it makes so much sense so yeah yep. You just flowed with the energy. I'm leaning into it because my doctor called me. See, <laughs> my doctor called me himself. He's like, "Do you have an appointment with me?" And I'm like, "No, but I'll make one." Nice. <laughs> so it just like so Virgo shit, you know. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's great. So yeah. we're back today to talk about Taino spirituality, and I'm yes. stoked because yes. yeah. So I was out in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm about um well the first week of september i was up in puerto rico you know because i'm really smart and i go and travel to puerto rico when it's hurricane season yay Ooh, cheaper tickets <laughs> yeah that's it you know no i just you know i just like to be in touch with the with the um huracan energy uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> she's one of the gods yeah. <laughs> yeah. i just i want to be in contact with her uh-huh <laughs> no actually um we'll get to that it is one of the gods but yeah um yeah, it's because I, I have a business meeting there in September every year. So I just, you know, and it is cheaper tickets, you know, like literally I can take my whole family for the same price that I could buy one ticket in December because everybody crazy. wants to go to Puerto Rico in Christmas because it's uh, the best Christmas ever. Yep, and so, I bet. 
Yep. So, um, and I took, I took a couple of friends with me and I took my daughter. So it was like a little witchling trip because my friends were witches and, um, and my daughter and a couple of friends and it was really nice. And then I got, it was very tiresome because I was serving as the tour guide. So <laughs> it wasn't like I was like chilling with my friends and on the beach and, you know, picking out. But I was actually like in charge of the trip and coordinating and driving and showing everything. And like, you know, it wasn't the same as like just seeing, you know, grandma and auntie and, you know, visiting everybody and hanging out. Right. But it was like, this is the schedule. It was like a three page schedule. (laughs) Sasha. (laughs) (laughs) And then they would say, what are we doing today? And I'm like, it's on the schedule. (laughs) They were not. Yeah. They were like. (laughs) But oh, I want to do this, and I'm like, it's on the schedule. And then somebody was like, you have to do something, and I'm like, it's on the schedule. It's on page two. <laughs> <laughs> page two, subsection C. <laughs> Lovely. And then and then and I love it because my schedule was like, yes, it's all on the schedule, and it was like, um, and then at the top of the schedule of the activity schedule, uh-huh. it would say like, um, like something like pending flowing and vibration or something like that like she's like sure it's all this is all on the schedule but of course we can flow bullshit (laughs) we cannot flow we're doing this oh that's cool though but yeah 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 we can flow we can flow yeah sure we can flow and just like take more time here but we're still doing this yeah (laughs) um but still yeah so we went and um but yeah it was it was nice um but one of the spots that obviously that I wanted to hit and we did um, and it was cool because right before we we went to Kawana, which is the ceremonial um, Daino um, park where our ancestors used to have their um, spiritual meeting place and aretos and all their and so it's still and it's magnificently preserved and they have like um, anthropological remains and um it's it's beautiful the, cool. it's in really good condition yeah it's it's great so we went there and before we went we stopped like at a shop right and we stopped at the shop and i knew that i wanted to do you know i wanted to smoke cleanse and i wanted to do like a connection with our ancestors and um everybody except one of the persons um was puerto rican so there we had um Taino blood and i wanted to do like a ritual and so um i wanted to do a blood ritual and mm-hmm. so at that park and so but i didn't have um so i wanted to smoke cleanse and i wanted to do a ritual so when we're at the shop wonderful um um artisan and everything and he had like a you know metaphysical shop and so forth and i said hey do you you know we everybody's shopping buying stuff whatever and then i i asked him i said do you have anything like you know a pin or anything that i can use you know, yeah, at the at, at, at Kawana. and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna do a ritual!" <laughs> he was so excited for, her. and then he gave me pins for everybody, so that uh-huh. we would each have our own little pin to, you know, draw blood. He was awesome, and so that's so cool. I know, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna ritualize!" I know what you're doing, <laughs> which was great. Um, so I had pins for everybody. Um, my daughter had said yes, but then she chickened out. I can't blame her. She's only 10, you know. Yeah, so, it happens. Yeah, so it's fine. But everybody else did it, so it was great. And um, nah, but before before going into that, um, and 
you have the Insta, right? You yes. haven't published those pictures yet? No, not the have new ones. Because uh, so I have, I've published, we got a couple of photos on the Instagram from the, I think like the first two days. And then I have more to post too when I get the info okay. from you. Yeah. So now, right. So after this, you'll just publish all everything like that I'm talking about. You'll publish them with like the names or whatever. Okay. Yes. So people can see them. Cool. Yep. So before we get into the, the spiritual part, let me just give a little bit like background on yeah. like the cultural and the, and so I know this one will be a lot more of me talking, but still, you know, sorry, <laughs> sorry, people, <laughs> but I wanted to get a little bit, there is a little bit of politics, a little bit just society, but, but just want to get that like cleared up first. Okay. Okay. So Tainos, so the Tainos come from the Arawaks, right? And they were there. They were the, the people that lived on the island that is known as Puerto Rico. They called it Borinquen when Columbus, you know, did his pit stop during his, you know, um, America's tour or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm doing a lot of quotation, um, quotes, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of air quotes, by the way, if you guys, you know. Um, and like I like to joke, I like to say that the best years of colonization were 1493 to 1509. Because uh-huh. those were the years that we were discovered, but we didn't know it. <laughs> uh-huh. He stopped by near Aguadilla. He's like, oh, here. And we put it on the bar on the map. And he, you know, said that we were part of Spain and um, or he claimed us for Spain and then kept on going. But until 1509, nobody showed up. OK, so those, you know, yeah. 14, 1493 to 1509 golden years of colonization. I bet. Because <laughs> nobody we were just living <laughs> the regular Taino life. Yeah. Um, although we were technically, you know, had been claimed by Spain by that time. Um, and then so there was uh for a long time there was the claim that the Tainos had been completely decimated by already by late 1500s, early 1600s, that there were no more Tainos. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Though, culturally speaking, everybody teaches their kids that like a Puerto Rican, a Puerto Rican is like even nowadays with the whole ancestry and 23andMe and DNA testing and all that, we have more proof. But culturally speaking, we would always teach our, our, we would always say that a Puerto Rican was a third Taino, a third African and a third Spanish, Mm -hmm. right? So that's what we would, like, even like the folklorical stories, like even the kindergarten books, everything like you would, you, you were raising a kid in Puerto Rico, you were being raised in Puerto Rico, you would like, oh, a Puerto Rican is, you know, a third Spanish, a third African, a third Taino, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what we had been teaching or what we learned, like, as our cultural identity. Okay. Although, like, historians would say, oh, no, like, the Tainos were actually wiped out by, like, the 1600s right mm-hmm. but when like now with you when you look at like the dna testing and the 23s and all this they're like oops no we got a backtrack and that's not true we can we find that 60 more than 60 percent of um, puerto ricans actually do have dino blood and so like for example i did my dna testing and i have 21 percent of dino blood okay so it's not insignificant it's not like right yeah it's not like oh they have two percent three percent it's like they have a lot of Taino blood right right and then and not only puerto ricans but um cubans and dominicans as well mm-hmm. and cubans and puerto, so 60 some i think it's 62 percent of puerto ricans have Taino blood and dominicans and cubans like a third of them have Taino blood 
Interesting. Okay. So like 30 some percent. Cool. So it's like, oops. Yeah. We had been saying Thanos had been wiped out and now we're finding out that no BS, they haven't been wiped out. Right. Okay. Obviously, um, this mostly comes through the um, mitochondrial DNA. So through the female line. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, rape. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Um, and so that's all been like changed and the perspective has been changed. And then the people that um, like when you go up into the mountain, you would say that there's more dino presence up in the mountain and more towards the west and there's been and they're like yeah we didn't need the 23 and me to tell me that we knew that we were here we've been telling you that we were here <laughs> right <laughs> we've been here for 400 years we've been telling you we've been passing on our legacies or our traditions or how to make the hammocks or how to do the fruit baskets or how to do we've been here forever we've we've always said we're dying right? right and this is or like everybody else is like yeah we've always said we're one third dino you know We've always known it, but it's like now there's like, it's not just like, oh, no, they were wiped out. No, it's like, and, and versus the tra- the oral tradition of like, oh, you're one third, one third, one third. It's like now there's like proof, right? Right. Um, So it's not just, so that's the first. And then the other thing that um sometimes comes up is obviously Puerto Rico is a, it's Commonwealth of the United States. We have political relationship with the United States. And some people are like, well, you know, why aren't the Tainos a tribe, like a federally recognized tribe? Oh. Because since you're with, you know, under the United States, why aren't they a federally recognized tribe? And it's because, as per the United States, it's because we're in the Caribbean and we're not like on the landmass. Um, I think it has more to do because we... <laughs> We're not going to get into the whole colonial stuff, um, but Puerto Rico belongs to the Interior um, Department of Soil and Land. And so we don't, we, you know, what's important to the United States is the land and not That's the correct. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they don't really get <laughs> So they're uh-huh. not about to be handing out land yeah. that belongs to them, to people, because they don't really care about the people. The people are just there on the land that belongs to them. Right. So there's that. Um, so locally legislation doesn't recognize any tribes either mm-hmm. they really don't have the powers to do that so the the tainos in puerto rico are just um organized as a religious or a spiritual um organization okay so the, the, because the government doesn't have the power the local government doesn't have the power to recognize a tribe right so locally they're organized like a like a religious entity and so um the dinos are just organized as a religious organization and that allows them to host those spiritual ceremonies and to give public presentations and to gather and stuff like that and so that's there is in the united states several i think two tribes one's in jersey and one's in connecticut i believe that are dino tribes i think there might be one in texas too um and they receive members and they're just like for like community and stuff like that so they're more like um community related they're not spiritual they're more like um nonprofits or community or um, cultural awareness and stuff like that okay okay um the one that i know is hati boniku in new jersey is like the oldest one and there's another one that's like a teaching one um in connecticut cool yeah 
So, yep. Woof. So we got all the okay pickled stuff out of the way. <laughs> Woof. Anyways, and you know when you go into the whole, we're not going to get into that part. Yeah, I'm not. Mm, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to get into that part. I'm not okay. going to get into that. So, anyways, there's that. What do we get from the Tainos? Obviously, there's a bunch of herbal traditions, the spiritual, um, agricultural tons, the farming, fishing techniques, definitely the crafts, um, the baskets, the hammocks, and the, the nets. Those mm -hmm. are the main things. Um, culturally, we always associate like the dormants. Like um, we're always like, oh, so been parado, me gusta estar adornado. Like we like to like look good, smell good because of the Tainos. We we like culturally we we think that comes from the Tainos, right? Okay. Um, and then words. There's a couple. There's granted when we look at the influence of words linguistically that are coming from the mix, right? The African Spanish and right, Taino right, right. words a lot of our words are more of um you know from from the african and a lot of them are from the arab descendancy but there are several words that are actually coming from the taino words including cuba haiti <laughs> those words came from the the tainos um borinquen which was the name of our island boricua uh -huh. so the names of their neighboring islands right um and then the, the three most famous ones um would probably be barbacoa which is barbecue mm -hmm. right yep so if you enjoy a barbacoa it comes from the tainos canoa the canoe which is what they use to come all the way from you know south america up and to populate all the the caribbean and hurricane huracan and that is a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about which is spirituality because huracan was the name of one of their gods awesome yes and obviously you can imagine that Huracan was not their, you know, happy lovey-dovey god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was more like the god that was kind of pissed off. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And so, um, yeah. So they had, um, so they were polytheistic, so a variety of several gods, animist, right? So, mm-hmm different um the rocks and the streams and everything have um spirits ancestor veneration and so god ancestors and spirits hey yeah have we changed much <laughs> we're we're continuing strong here yes yes we are we're continuing strong so we're that that, that 21 percent of me is going <laughs> they, they should be happy with me <laughs> okay um so let's, I'm going to, since I'm not going to go deep into the whole, all of the gods, I'm just going to mention quickly the main ones. Okay. So the main um, goddess, because it is a matriarchal language and really strong with the females, was Atabe. Okay. And she's the goddess. Um, she's the mother goddess. She's the creator. And in the beginning, she just created like the heavens. Okay. And um, she's like, okay, this you know, chilling here. Let me do something else. And she created um, her sons. And her sons were Jukahu and Guacai. And she created those two. And Jukahu is more famous because he later creates um, like 
he fertilizes earth and he creates the main food, the cassava, which is the yuca and every, which is yucahu, right? Where his name comes, la yuca. Um, and then guacal, obviously we have to have a tormented one, right? And he goes off and he marries, you know, um, everything that like the negative side point because he gets jealous and so forth. So Adabe, she's also not only the creator of the heavens, so it's a, um, she's also in charge of everything or related to everything with the waters. Okay. So fresh water, and she's often um, mainly the fresh waters. Um, she's represented by like a woman's head with a frog body. Uh, so that's like the sacred symbol for her. Um, and she's represented, you know, as nurturing, maternal, because she's the mother and the creator. But, you know, mama can get angry. And when mama gets angry, then she becomes Guaybonosenex, which is the goddess of storms, which when you use it, the Spanish name is Huracan. So oh. it's not like it's a different goddess. It's like her other side. Okay, cool. Little Gemini, probably, right? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Sounds like, yeah. And it makes sense because she, I mean, she had, and then she had kids. And then when she had kids, she made two. She had twins, you know. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, so she was probably a Gemini. And then, <laughs> and then Huracan is that goddess of the storms and the hurricanes. Okay. And so, and before Huracan, we have Guaituabo, which is the god, which comes before, sort of like announcing that Huracan is coming, which is the god of clouds and lightning. Okay. That's like the, doo -doo -doo -doo, here comes Huracan, <laughs> just let you know, the clouds and the lightning, right? So it's like, ooh, Guatavosta is out. We got to be careful because then maybe Huracan's coming, you know? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so it's announces her coming. Then... Let's skip over to Yukahu, who's that creator of, um, is the son of Atabe, but then he's the one that's like, okay, mom created the heavens, and then she like stopped, and let me continue her work, and let me like do the rest of the what she didn't do, and so he finishes with Earth, right? And he, with Earth, he makes sure that the there's the cassava and the and the food, which becomes the most um important thing for later on when he creates man um and then he makes the sun and the moon Boinal and maroya and then he has he finds four gemstones chinoa coromo racuno sobaco and then he makes the first man Lokua. and then after that there's jaya which is the grandfather and then there's a whole there's a bunch of stories there's the flood, there's the first story, the first killing. So very similar to the creation stories. Not going to get into them, but there's those first stories of those first, you know, humans. And then Atabae steps in. And the, the interesting thing is the they relate to, obviously, to the things that they have. So the cassava, the gourd, the fish, yeah. right? And so they relate these stories to the things that they use constantly, right? So... The gourd, the gourd is what they use for, it's a fruit. Um, oh, I'll, I'll give you, did I take a picture? I'll have to check if I took a picture. I think I, I know I took the papayas, but I think I did of the gourd too. Okay. Oh, I have a bowl. I have a gourd bowl. I'll send you a, a picture of the gourd bowl. And so the gourd 
um, it's a fruit. And then when it dries out, that's what we use for bowls and, and for mixing and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So out of the, out of the gird, they, they put the bowls of the bones of the, the son that they killed. And then it just like breaks and all the bones come out. And so it's really interesting that everything that like all the stories, right. We always use the same, we use what we know yeah, to explain. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same in all, all of the different creation stories, they always use the same. So here it's the fish, the gourd, and the cassava, right? Uh -huh. Are the three things that are pop out. And then the frog body, which is the, in Puerto Rico, we have a cookie, which mm -hmm. is our typical, it's like, he's like, like this, like my thumb, super small. But then mm -hmm. when it's raining, um, they come out and they start making noise to call the mating call. Uh -huh. And so, you know, it, it used to only be in Puerto Rico, but now they're in Hawaii because they went over in some palm trees. But they're, you know, they're the ones, they're very typical, right? And so they're also depicted in their paintings. And so that's, it, it, I, I love that. It always comes out to that. Um, then we have the um, Guacar. On the other hand, he got married to Guataba and then they create you know they create the storms and they want to destroy everything so they call in the hurricanes and you know because he got jealous and so they want to destroy man and everything that man creates and so forth and so so just sibling um, rivalry then, again of course yep of course <laughs> and then you, we have the other goddess which is Makatori guayaba which is the god of the dead so and then i love that most of these except the two boys the two twins, they're all female. Oh, that makes, yeah. So it's very cool in that sense. Then um, now I want to talk to you about how, so these were the gods, right? Uh -huh. Now I want to talk to you about how the Dainos were worshiping, um, not worshiping, because they were worshiping them in general, right? But I want to talk to you. I mentioned that there was a lot of ancestor worship, right? Yeah. So the way that the, and this is really interesting because um, this has only been seen mostly in Puerto Rico and a little bit in South America, but mainly in Puerto Rico. And it's called the semis. And the semis, and I'll send you a picture, are sort of like three-pointed icons. They look like little, I can't describe them, but they have, they look like formations and then they lift up sort of like three pointed upwards um, and they're icons made from rocks, shells or wood and they're used to house the ancestor spirits. Okay. And then the medicine people, they're not called medicine witches or medicine brujos or anything like that. That's something that we normally like, oh, interpret it like that, but that's not the way that they would consider it. So the medicine person in their um, tribe would consult the semi for advice since it, the ancestor is housed in there, mm -hmm. they would go to the semi to ask for advice. But one to consult them, they would, um, and the medicine person is called a bohuti. 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 Might be pronouncing that mine. Did you see my Spanglish there? Pronouncing that mine. <laughs> <laughs> I might be pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> bohuti. But they would paint a tattoo of that semi on them because they have like little faces mm -hmm. so not every semi is the same so it's individual so they would paint um that semi sort of like honoring it 
on themselves to like honor that semi before they would go and talk to them. Okay. And then they would go and talk to that semi in that consultation ceremony. And if they needed further assistance, or if it were, um, if it weren't the medicine, if it weren't the Bohuti that was going to consult them, the only other person that could do it would be the cacique, which is the chieftain. They could do it, but only through the um, cohoba ritual, which yep. is basically using powdered bark of a tree uh-huh. and inhaling it to go into a trance. Oh. And then there they would be able to um, communicate with the ancestors to be able to ask for help or protection. Okay. And then they would be able to go in and ask for the spirits of the ancestors to help them or protect them. But the like the medicine person would be able to go to the semis at any time because that, that was like their right or their job. Okay. Yeah. To be able to go to the semi and ask for that protection. Mm-hmm. while in a special ritual, in a religious ritual, using the cojoba powder, then the, the chieftain, the, the cacique, could um, also commune. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. glad, glad we're not on YouTube right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just did some really improper um, face movements. <laughs> <laughs> then Akewana, and we'll post some of these Instagram pictures um, we have um, 22 petroglyphs of animals, human faces and human figurines so the animals just represent animals that are highly esteemed mm-hmm. the human faces represent caciques so chieftains Okay. okay? the human figures with animal like features represent ancestors Okay. Oh, cool. Because they've been like um, heightened, right? Yeah. They've gathered powers. Okay. And the spirits of the ancestors become semis because they've gathered the support. Okay. And then um, these petroglyphs, they're not actual semis because they're not, they don't have that. Um, you'll see the semis. They're sort of like rocks, like handcrafted. And they're like, you know, like two feet or so they're they're like sculptures right okay like sculpted rocks yeah like sculpted rocks cool um while the the petroglyphs they're like carved tablets kind of thing right mm-hmm. but you'll see that these carved tablets they still gave them the pointed edges sort of like to represent or sim become similar to the semis without being a full semi okay they're not, they don't have the full, but they have like some of the elements. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the main thing that I've got. I don't know. Do you have any questions? Maybe I can ask them. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. I do have questions. So the medicine, are the medicine men going to the semis for like guidance in what medicine to use? So the, for the, like the herbal traditions, they're not necessarily like the, the herbal medicine traditions are sort of like known to like right. everybody. Mm-hmm. They're going more for like, they're like the wise men. So like you go and consult them mm-hmm. and they go to the ancestor, to the, to the semi and they go to the, yeah, they go to the, to the semi mm-hmm. to get guidance from the ancestor to what they should do. Okay. It's a good question. 
And then uh, do you guys, like, was there, like, the way it is in Mexico and stuff, like, did they, that when you got colonized, did they, like, take your special dates and try to blend them and mix them in with, like, Catholicism, Christianity? Mm-hmm. Yes. This but the thing is that what we found is that um, that there was more overlapping first with the africans and the tainos mm -hmm. because they were both like slaves originally right uh -huh. and then so we don't know necessarily besides the solstice and um i think like the major like because they were more like based on the seasons or mm -hmm. on the like nature we don't have like records of major events for the tainos except the big nature ones mm -hmm. So what we found is that there were a lot of events that were crossed over with the Africans, the African okay. slaves. And then the ones for the African slaves were the ones that the Spanish were imposing their names on top of and telling them like, oh, you know, this is the same as this one. Right. And this is the same as this one, because there was a lot more overlap mm -hmm. with the African and Taino, you know, they're both poly, they're both animist, they're both like, oh, this is the river goddess, this is the, this one. So it was easier for them to be like, oh, yeah, okay, okay I gotcha. I right. understand that. That's easy for me to understand. And for them, it was just like sort of like the same, right? It was easier for them to like understand each other mm -hmm. than it was for the Spanish colonizer and the tainos or the tainos and or the african and the, and the and the spanish colonizers okay and then um does hoodoo have a presence there like the same way it does like haiti and dominican republic or is that a little bit more or is there less of that in puerto rico so we don't call it hoodoo we do um we call it santeria and it's yeah more similar and that would come from our african traditions okay we could do another one on that one on a different day because that's all about like Santeria, Espiritismo, Palo, all those have really strong presence, mm -hmm. but it all comes from the um, African roots that we okay. have. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. And do you have a favorite creation story growing up? No, I had a favorite um, resistance story. <laughs> nice. Where... <laughs> where they um they drowned Diego Salacedo and so there was um the Tainos they they just you know there was they were being colonized and you know they were enslaving the Tainos and um they they thought that it might be like like God from a different like somebody else's gods or something that were there and then um one of the the chief and I don't want to I don't want to say if it was Guadianex or not but one of the caciques was like no dude you know no they're not you know and then they had um and he convinced the other ones to like let's you know put him in in the water and if he's a god he's going to survive right and if he doesn't then he's not going to survive yeah and so they drowned him and he didn't survive and they're like oh okay these guys are not drawn. They, they are not um, gods. And then, excellent. Yeah. 
And so the, the one that they drowned, his name was Diego Salaceda. And that was like the one that was like, okay, now we know that they're not gods. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oops. I dropped something. Okay. I think that's what I've got. Okay. Thank you like, so much. I think that there's like a ton more and I'm like, oh, the areto. Oh, the one thing I'm missing stuff. Oh, oh, I forgot. The there's the sacred seba, the seba trees, and like um at the edge of the bates. Mm-hmm. And um and so yeah, you'll see the 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 seba tree in the pictures. Cool. Yes. Is the seba tree the tree bark that they're scraping? No, the tree bark they were scraping was the cojoba. Cojoba. Cool. Yeah, and the cojoba is the one that um they were um using the bark for and it was um they were using sort of like a a nasal tube to inhale oh, the substance and yes. it was psychoactive I've seen yeah. those yeah, yeah it was really long mm-hmm. yeah and um the areto is like a is like a ceremonial it's a dance and it's a ceremonial dance that they perform cool it's a ceremonial dance act and it's supposed to narrate and tell the story of the ancestors Okay. Very cool. Yep. You gonna roll into astrology? Sure. Okay. What are we doing? We're doing astrology the seventeenth through the thirtieth, right? I can't believe it's already the middle of September. Yes. Yes. And I haven't even like really fallen into September since I was gone. From oh, the beginning yeah. of them. Yeah, like I haven't like, oh yeah, I'm in September. Okay. It's ninety today, so, so it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? I haven't gone outside yet. <laughs> okay. That's nice. It'll be good weather. Okay, so on the 17th, which is Sunday, the 17th, Venus is going to be squaring Jupiter, which just, it's a good weekend for socializing and for going out. But when Venus squares Jupiter, it can lead you to overspending because you just want to chill and you want to like socialize and you want to have fun Mm -hmm. and not be responsible. So it can lead you to like, who cares? You know, I'll figure it out later and so my advice would be to just um, either have somebody else pay for your for your expenses or take cash. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that way you have a little more control mm-hmm. instead of like actually trying to um, regret it later. Okay. Then the 18th, I don't have anything. It must be just moon aspects. The 19th, the sun is going to be in opposition to Neptune. Um, just be, you know, the sun is you. Neptune is a little bit watery foggy you can't really see everything the way you want to see it so just be wary of like somebody trying to trick you or trying to be deceptive um you lying to yourself be wary of that you know if you are really well like grounded and put together then it can be really good for like yourself and being very spiritual and going inward you know if Mm -hmm. you if you have your feet on the ground if you don't then just be careful of like that trickster energy and like deception okay on the 20th the sun is going to be trining pluto which is good for um studying mysteries finding things out um shedding light on power power structures um getting influence on people that are in authority it's going to be easy for you to resolve things and to like make things get pushed to the side. It's going to be like things that are normally in the way or cluttery or dark forces are going to be just like, 
opening up, right? Mm-hmm. The 21st, I don't have anything written down. 22nd, Libra starts. So Libra season starts. Libra is our little, you know, people pleasers. I want balance and I want everything beautiful for everybody. And I can be a little indecisive. I can also be pretty political and stab you in the back if I have to with a smile on my face. <laughs> oh, and so... <laughs> Wait, let me tell you how I really feel. No, <laughs> no Libras, Libras um, are not going to have a good, good, an easy time because um, they are a cardinal sign. Remember, cardinal signs kick off all of our seasons, right? Oh, so okay. Aries kick, kicks off our spring season and Cancers kick off our summer season and Libras kick off our fall season and Capricorns kick off our winter season. Okay. So they are kicking off our fall season. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and when we have cardinal signs, they're really good at starting things. They might not be that great at finishing things, but they're really good at starting things. Okay. And they are, like I said, they are really suited for diplomacy. They're really suited for that, you know, playing games and, you know, and they, they are, they do love beauty. They love music. They love everything that's, they love everything that, that is, beautiful and that just just like flows okay and if it doesn't flow then they want to get rid of it (laughs) okay get rid of it hack it hack it to pieces if it doesn't fit with their views um then the next day right after it um autumn equinox starts Mm -hmm. so when the autumn equinox starts we feel that pooling of the thin of the veil starting to thin what's the date on that on the 23rd okay september 23rd so we feel that thinning of the veil start um some people have already started to feel it but that's the official date that it starts to thin okay and um so our ancestors start to you know have a megaphone in their hands some people can feel <laughs> some people can hear them all the time but that day is when they like can step up and it's like hey yo, i'm talking to you um and so it's the shifting right it's that shifting of the of of the seasons and so we can definitely feel that there that day we also have venus trining chiron which has a really nice potential for healing you understand what you need to heal in order to feel your self-worth right that healing continues on during that weekend on the 24 24th when Mars is in opposition to Chiron, which just allows you to be more assertive for yourself and to step up and speak up for yourself in your healing journey. On the 25th, Mercury is going to be trining Jupiter. This is a really good day for everything that's legal, business planning, socializing, research. It can usually bring in good news, optimism. It's really good for cleaning up, for planning, for, you know, putting shit together. Okay. Okay. Then we have a relatively, I, I didn't check. Well, I can tell you it's going to be probably Pisces, right? Because it's 26, 27, 28. I didn't put anything down. So it's just going to be um, moon aspects. The full moon is on the 29th in Aries. So those are going to be in Pisces probably. So probably 25th, 26th might be in Aquarius because it's leaving that good legal planning section 27 28 probably in pisces so more emotional and as we get closer to the full moon and just more emotional too that full moon energy mm-hmm. we get to the full moon in aries <clears throat> on the 29th this full moon is um 
it's right before the the on the 14th two weeks later we're going to have our first eclipse okay? okay so this is just getting ready for those eclipses which are coming in and those eclipses are for the cardinal signs so for the aries for the libra for that cancer for that capricorn the two signs that are going to be affected the most are that libra and that aries so they're going to be feeling it the most. Um, they're going to be feeling activated. They're probably going to be feeling, there's going to be a sensation of like, that 29th is going to be feeling a sensation of like, oh, we got to get things done now. Sort of like a rush, rush kind of energy mm -hmm. before like, it's that feeling of like, oh, I got to get everything done now before whatever, right? Okay. It's And people are feeling like it's autumn. It's like, you know, things are kind of like, oh, before fall, you know. Fall just started, but people are starting to feel like, oh, I got to get everything done before winter because <laughs> uh -huh. winter is definitely like a slowdown season. So people might be feeling that energy, like, like sudden pressure. Um, the good thing is that Mercury retrograde will have finished. It'll have, you know, that day is actually like Mercury, not only stationed direct two weeks before, but that day will be completely done. So it'll feel like new possibilities and like very activated energy, like, and Aries comes in hot, you know, it comes in like, what are we burning? <laughs> Who are we fighting? Yeah. So that comes in and Venus is going to be squaring Uranus. So if you're in a relationship that has problems or you just broke up with somebody two months before, right? And that Venus retrograde thing, the magic mm -hmm. that went on, yeah, yeah, you might be fighting with that person. You might be fighting with that person. You'll be like, right? Mm -hmm. You're still dealing with those after effects, those tying those things, getting that paperwork done and all that. If you're not and you're in a happy relationship, then it's a heck of a good day for sex. But if you have an ex-partner recently, then it's definitely a day for, you know, warring. Okay. And remembering why you're an ex-partner with that person. Be like, I can't believe it. You know? <laughs> I'm glad I released them kind of thing. <laughs> That's sort of that energy. Um, that full moon in Aries will give people a little bit of juice. Um, we had a lot of, you know, mercurial energy throughout September. A lot of like ideas, planning. I want to do this. That energy of Aries just gets a little bit of kick in the butt. Okay. okay. And then the 30th, um, a little more Mercury, Mercury trining Uranus, just opens up to new possibilities. Um, it's good to go in with an open mind and listen to your intuition because your intuition is going to be on fire that day. Okay. Okay. That's what we got. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about geraniums. I love geraniums. I know. Uh, so geraniums are going to be considered feminine and associated with Venus and the element water. Uh, their powers are said to be uh, going to be around fertility, health, love, and protection. Geraniums of all types are protective when grown in the garden or brought into the home freshly cut and placed into water. The geranium protects against snakes. Snakes not will not go where the geraniums grow. It's like a common saying. Uh, a plot of red geraniums planted near a witch's cottage told of coming visitors by their movements. The flowers were magically charged to point in the direction of the approaching strangers and thus warn the witch of their impending arrival. Wh 
curanderos in contemporary Mexico cleanse and heal patients by brushing them with red geraniums together with rue and pepper, pepper tree branches as well. Uh, the rose geranium with highly scented leaves is used in protection bolsas. Uh, the fresh leaves are rubbed onto doorknobs and windows to protect them as well. All of the scented geraniums have various magical properties, most of which can be deduced from the scent. Um, I guess they're like nutmeg, lemon, peppermint. Nutmeg scented geranium possesses uh, much, much of the same powers as nutmeg and so on. Yeah, it's a little bit about geranium. Nice. Yeah, I like it, like it. And then Great. you got the question? The question. So this one was asked um, by a in-person and I think I might have mentioned the last time we were doing brewing, but um, a person that I had getting a read, she asked me, oh, the cards don't lie, do they? I was like, okay. So I thought that was an interesting question. Uh huh. What do you think? Uh, I don't think that they, I don't think that they lie. I think we'll, we will misread them when we want to. Um, but yeah, I, I think they don't, I don't think the cards lie. They would have no, there would be no purpose for them. Yeah, that's what I told her. I told her, um, yeah, the cards don't lie. There could be human error in, right. in, in interpretation. Um, but yeah, the cards don't lie. And it just depends on your reader if they're open to receiving the whole message. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that sometimes I might struggle with is like fo following the the little purple brick road i call it the purple brick red the intuition road <laughs> okay i got you that makes sometimes, sense yeah because sometimes i have hits and i'm like what the heck and i don't do it and I'm, then i'm like kicking myself because i was like why didn't i say this you know right because later it comes up and it was totally that uh-huh like, i should have just followed it but <laughs> purple you know, brick road yeah the purple nice. brick road. <laughs> <laughs> but i yeah, and, and, and like yeah sometimes you know your your reader might miss read your reader might misinterpret something uh -huh. or not have like um not say everything that they should say right but the the cards don't lie now yeah all right nice yeah and then yeah feel free to email us and write us guys uh we love your questions Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye.